All right, Tuesday night and we are live. Hope everybody's doing good. Be blessed. In Jesus' mighty name, if you're watching on any other platform but Rumble, switch over to Rumble. 555 people on right now. If you're watching on any other platform, the only free speech streaming platform right here. Let me just give you a couple things off of the pregame. Just so I didn't really catch it when I watched it earlier, but when Joe Rogan was talking to Eddie Bravo there, they were talking about the Australian reporter who had been mockingly reporting on Novak Djokovic not vaccinating. Well, that reporter dropped dead. That's weird, isn't it? Um, I mean, it's not like you know, Rob said we're seeing that happen all over the world. Statistics are just so, and by the way, just so everybody knows, these are irrefutable, indisputable statistics. Just so everybody knows, 17 million extra people have died over the last three years. And that's that's not 2020, 2021, 2022, and 2023. No extra people died during the epicenter of the pandemic. No, no, there were no excess deaths. We put up the graphs. We've shown you over and over again. There were no, and this, again, this is not coming from uh, MAGA websites. And listen, I'm as MAGA as MAGA can get, but I'm just saying it's not coming from me. It's not coming from Alex Jones or Dan Bongino or Steve Bannon or anybody or, or anybody else you want to name that's actually MAGA. This is their own statistical data coming from their own various bureaus of whatever. Bureau of Labor of Statistics. They, that's our, ours is Labor and Statistics. This is from numerous other countries. We hide ours. We won't release our data. Canada won't release their data, but we've shown it in the countries that aren't afraid to release their data. There were no excess tests in 2020, but you have a reporter who's mockingly reporting on Novak Djokovic, just drops dead at the Australian Open where, where Novak Djokovic has made his return after being, now remember, he was, been, this was all 2022. Just so everybody remembers, this was not, and, and there's no excuses ever. There's never any excuse to wear a mask. Never an excuse to wear two masks. It's never any, any excuse to upgrade to an N95 mask. Stand six feet apart. Lock down your church. Lock down your business. Take first vaccination, second vaccination, third vaccination, fourth vaccination, fifth vaccination, sixth vaccination, seventh vaccination. Tom, you're exaggerating. No, I'm not because they're on number eight that they're trying to push on anybody over the age of 65. They, again, these are ir- indisputable, irrefutable facts. 17 million extra people, 17 million above average have died in 2021, 2022, and 2023. Not per year, in totality. 17 million, that we know of, and that's without many Five Eyes countries not releasing their statistical data. I.e., the United States of America does not release their statistical data. And I just, I marveled at one of the things that Joe Rogan said. Because he said, you know, not only are these vaccinations not being pulled, they're being pushed. Not pulled, pushed. 17 million extra people have died in three. 17 million people died in three years. How many people, Aaron, see if you can figure, find it for me. How many people died in World War II? And why, why are we doing that? I just want to go over the Novak stuff. So this was, a, this was 2022 that he was banned. You're like, Tom, why are you all caught up in Novak Djokovic? And listen, Novak Djokovic, Djokovic Aaron Rodgers, these are not right wing radicals if anything they are center left that's who these guys are they're really more center left really maybe hardcore center but center left maybe center etching slightly to the right if if, if, if at all but Novak Djokovic wasn't banned and there was no excuse even if he was banned in 2020 or 2021 he was banned from the Australian Open and the United States Open in 2022 
Why was he banned? Because they didn't want an unvaccinated, seeming fine, in totality, total amount of people that yep. died. Because there's a lot more than that. Um, you got 15, Aaron just found 15 million soldiers died 53. in World War II. 53 million. 53 million. So we're, we're, we're coming up on a, a little, about, about a third of that already. In three years, and there's, no, there's been no wars. So 17 million excess deaths in the last three years. About 50 million died in the World War II era. And that could span anywhere. That could span anywhere from the late 30s or even mid-30s all the way to the mid-40s. Right. Depending on which statistical data you're pulling from. So there's a lot more years involved in that. But this, the, Novak Djokovic was banned from the U.S. Open. I mean, the Australian Open in 2022. Why? Because they didn't want an unvaccinated person to spread COVID to vaccinated people. That makes no sense to, I know. I know. Think about, think about the logic behind it. And I, I haven't broken this down in a while. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it. At least I don't think I am. But think about the absolute absurdity and incoherency of that statement. That you want to take, you want to ban a person from your country because he's not vaccinated and you don't want him to, because, and since he's unvaccinated, you're afraid that he's going to spread that virus to the vaccinated population. Well, if the population is vaccinated, that means they're immune from the virus. And if, if, if Novak Djokovic, it doesn't matter whether Novak Djokovic is vaccinated or not. Or are you saying that the vaccination doesn't stop transmission and infection? Because if you're trying to uh, keep your vaccinated population safe, then you are publicly admitting that the vaccination doesn't stop transmission or infection. So why would you ban somebody from the country who's not vaccinated because you're afraid he's going to transmit the virus? Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. It makes absolutely no sense. If you are, if you are, you're going to ban somebody from the country because he's not vaccinated, but predicated on he now is free to infect and transmit the virus, and 96% of your population is vaccinated, then how does that make any sense? Because if vaccination means the removal of transmission and infection, then what does 96% of your population have to fear? And you're telling them you are, you, are, you are protected, you cannot transmit, and you cannot get infected. But yet you're afraid to have somebody come in to the country who's not vaccinated because he could transmit the virus. That makes absolutely no sense. Yeah. It is incoherent, illogical, and nonsensical. Therefore, nefarious, just so everybody knows. Right, let me go on with this. Let me show you this. Now, this is what it's all about. So Peter St. Ange uh, video, it, and he titles it, Turns Out the Elite. And I'm sick and tired of calling these people the elite. They're actually the feces suckers. They're not elite. These people are not smarter than anybody. They're idiots. They're idiots who can't define gender. They're idiots who can't define an assault rifle. They're idiots who can't define problematic levels of CO2. They're idiots. That's who they are. They're, they're globalist, moronic idiots, but they're called elitists, which, of course, goes right into my narrative of we live in an, an inverted world. Everything that's stupid is now wise. Yeah. Everything that's actually wise is now stupid. Everything that's elite is actually a bottom dweller, and everything that's a bottom dweller is actually elite. It's an inverted world. But he said, Peter St. Ange says here, turns out the elite really hate you. New poll finds globalists 1% have political views unrecognizable 
to mainstream population. Play for me, other. Heady stuff. But it raises the question, why exactly voters are so violently rejecting the elites whose countries they hijack? Thankfully, a recent poll from the Committee to Unleash Prosperity lays it out in raw numbers. They commissioned a poll with the respected Rasmussen organization asking only America's 1%, so defined as people with a postgraduate degree and an income over 150000 The results will not surprise you, but they were pretty ugly. For starters, America's elite overwhelmingly believe the people have too much freedom. 70% of those expressing an opinion. By the way, non-elite voters overwhelmingly believe the opposite. 80% believe we have too little freedom. Next, the elite believes that teachers, not parents, should be deciding what children are taught. Again, by 70%. They overwhelmingly trust the government to do the right thing. Almost 80% think we should, quote, strictly ration gas, meat, and electricity for so-called climate change. That rises to 90% among Ivy League graduates, who are the most indoctrinated. Presumably, they assume their incomes or connections will buy their way out. It'll just be us little people eating the bugs. 70% want an immediate ban on gas stoves. 81% want gas-powered vehicles outlawed, starting with, of course, SUVs and pickups. Majorities want to ban air conditioning, non-essential air travel. That would mean effectively banning family vacations. Of course, going by current restrictions, these would not apply to private jets or luxury compounds. After all, when you can walk from your bed to your resort-style pool, there is no carbon footprint to track. Finally, and maybe this will help some of our confused media, nearly 90% of these one percenters approve of Joe Biden. Perhaps because they overwhelmingly report their finances are going great by a 4-to-1 margin. Case the cocktail party crowd wonders why regular Americans are not feeling the Biden magic. As the poll's authors sum up, people who run America, or at least think they do, live in a bubble of their own construction. So there you go. Now, this is the elite that they're talking about. He just, uh, Peter St. Hange, simply just used United States elite. And just so everybody knows, I don't want to call them elite. I want to call them feces suckers, idiots. But just so you know who I'm talking about. I'm talking about the people who call themselves and label themselves the elite, who couldn't couldn't get by a day without a farmer, couldn't get by a day without a without a truck driver, without a cop, without many other people that are not considered to be elite. I don't have time to get into them all, but couldn't get it get by. They couldn't get by a day without their cafe mocha latte at Starbucks. <laughs> True. They can't get by a day without it. They, I mean, they, they they sit there and they protest fossil fuels while they plug in their Teslas into a, into an electric, uh, whatever you, your electric charging station, not understanding that what charges the charging station is coal. Yeah. 90% of the time. I mean, these people are not elite. They're elite in stupidity. So when you want to hear me say elite, I mean, elite in stupidity, the 70% of American elite, that's 1%. These are people making over $150,000 a year. Too much, 70% of them think we have too much freedom. And 70% believe that teachers should raise your kids and not you. 80% of them want to ration gas. 90% of the Ivory Leaguer uh, elites, uh, 90% of them want to immediately ration gas. They want an immediate ban on gas stoves. 70, 70, 80% of them want an immediate ban on gas stoves and want bans on all 
uh, gas-burning cars. 90% of them approve of Joe Biden. And four, uh, uh, four to one say that the economy is going great. <laughs> Idiots. That's who these people are. Just so you know, that's who's, that's who's voting for the Democratic Party. Now, I want to show you this video because this show, this is one of the world's elites. Uh, Nova, uh, what's, uh, Noval Harari. What's, it's, what's Noah, Noah, Noah Harari. What's his name? Noah Yaval Harari. Yes, yeah. I always, I always mix match his first two names. Yeah. So... Noah Harari here, who, who is a lead advisor of Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum, which I think ended last week. I think that was the end of it. I think it's only a one-week thing. So here, here's Noah Harari, and he Miles Chong video. Many, many, maybe most legal systems are based on this ideal. This is Noah Harari speaking. This belief in human rights, but human rights are just like heaven and like God. It's just a fictional story. Play for me, other. Many, maybe most legal systems are based on this idea, this belief in human rights. But human rights are just like heaven and like God. It's just a fictional story that we've invented and spread around. It may be a very nice story. It may be a very attractive story. We want to believe it. But it's just a story. It's not a reality. It is not a biological reality. Just as jellyfish and woodpeckers and ostriches have no rights, homo sapiens have no rights also. Take a human, cut him open, look inside, you find their blood and you find the heart and lungs and kidneys, but you don't find there any rights. The only place you find rights is in the fictional stories that humans have invented and spread around. And the same thing is also true in the political field. States and nations are also like human rights and like God and like heaven. They too are, are, are just stories. A mountain is a reality. You can see it, you can touch it, you can even smell it. But Israel or the United States, they are just stories, very powerful stories, stories we might want to believe very much, but still they are just stories. You can't really see the United States. You cannot touch it. You cannot smell it. You cannot see the United States. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's a continent for one thing. And if you don't, if you, if you honestly don't believe that you can see the United States, Noah Harari has spent his entire life under the wing of the United States military. Yeah, protected by the United States military. Whether he was in Israel because he's an Israeli citizen, or wherever else he was, because we, we know he loves Davos, Switzerland. We know that, but he Switzerland. Israel are all protected by the United States of America. So he has lived under the shelter of something that's not real. And what I would like to say is, I wonder what would happen if you trampled on Noah Harari's rights. He says it's just fictional. It's just a story. So I guess I'm allowed to punch him in the face. <laughs> because he has no rights. It's just, it's just fictional, right? I'm, I wonder how many armed security guards there are around him. I'm, I, guess I, I guess anybody can just steal all of his stuff since there are no rights. Right? I mean, since rights are just a, a feeling or a fictional story, right? And this is, what, this is what I tell you out of Proverbs chapter 9, verse 10. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. That's why these elitists, like Noah Harari, are so stupid. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of being smart. He's never even broached the beginning of being smart. 
So th- this is what they think of you. I want everybody to know that. And this is what I'm telling and I know that 624 people watching right now, I know I'm preaching to the choir for the most part, but there's always a few people on that I haven't been on before, and you just need to know, the next time they come to you, the guy who says you have no rights, and he's the one, and one of the ones behind the Great Reset, behind all of, you know, Great Reset, left-wing, consp- that, that's a right-wing conspiracy theory. Even though Klaus Schwab wrote a book, <laughs> Called COVID nineteen and the Great Reset. That that that's right wing conspiracy theory. The book that was written by the left wing globalist bourgeois elitist Klaus Schwab. So the next time Noah Harari or Klaus Schwab or Joe Biden or any globalist leftist John Kerry Leonardo DiCaprio Oprah Winfrey any of the other ones you want to name come to you and tell you to be vaxxed seven times for a virus, telling you that it's safe and effective with seventeen million excess deaths. You might want to consider the very fact that Noah Harari is also quoted as saying there will be many useless human beings in the future. Yeah. That we need to give drug, give them video games and drugs. And says that you have no rights. Quote, this belief in human rights, uh, maybe most legal systems are based on this ideal, this belief in human rights, but human rights are just like heaven and like God. It's just a fictional story that we've invented and spread around, invented and spread around. These are the ones telling you to put masks on, to get eight vaccinations, that the vaccination stops transmission infection until they're so publicly humiliated by the very fact that it doesn't, and then come out and start walking it back. And as Joe Rogan says, with 17 million excess deaths, they not only don't pull the vaccine, they push the vaccine. And you honestly believe that Noah Harari has ever taken that in his life? Come on. I switched, just jumping all around to various subjects here at the beginning. Oh, Wall Street Apes video. I want to show you this because I'm still on this a little bit of these elitists and how little they think of you and I. In a little breach, and as Matt Gage actually uh, corrects that, but I'm just going to call it that for ease of conversation. Wall Street Apes uh, video, it's Matt Gates confronting a high-ranking official, a high-ranking officer from the United States Air Force about this breach of information where former military men, and I don't know about women, 11, 11 military records were released. Now, who were these people that they were? You're not allowed to do that, by the way. That's against the law. You're not allowed to release people's military records without their consent. Well, the United States Air Force did it. Now, who did they release them to? I'm going to let the video speak for itself. But the weird thing is, is that all 11 people that were released were congressional Republicans. Republican congressmen and women. I don't know about women. I don't know about men. I don't know how many there were. I'm just going to say both because I don't know. It's kind of weird, isn't it? Now, the only people that were released, the only people that were released, the only people whose military records were released to a left-wing website were all Republicans. Weird, isn't it? I'll let Matt Gates speak for himself. Play for me, other. Thank you for that question. So we did have a PII breach, um, 11 individuals overall. Uh, their data was... Um, Released. Um, well, you say breach. When I hear breach, what I hear is that like someone hacked or broke in or got the information. You gave this information. Yes, we did. No, right. the so it wasn't takes- a breach. It was an illegal release. It was a yes. It was right. You're right. We take full responsibility for that. Eleven. Eleven. Yes. And all Republicans, right? Um, I don't know the answer to that. I know some of them were, but I think. That but they- if I represent to you that 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 it's all or almost all Republicans. Almost all Republicans. That's correct. Yes. And it, this information was given to the due diligence entity right there was uh there were 
There was an entity, yes. It was yeah, and it's an opposition entities. research entity that gets hundreds of thousands of dollars from the Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee and the Democratic Senatorial uh, Campaign Apparatus, right? Um, I don't know that much about due diligence, but there's. I know that we um, release the information Why? inappropriately. Why did you do that? Um, it was a, you know, it was an error. We did an investigation as soon as we found out. We notified all of the members um, in which their data was um, released. Uh, we have put in place uh, multiple layers of uh, checks and balances. We did a retraining. Who's been fired for doing this? Um, we have taken the appropriate action. Okay. Who's been fired? We, we've taken the appropriate action. I, it's a fascinating answer, just not to my question. Who's been fired? I, I can't answer has, that. Has a single person been fired? I do not know the answer to that. Shouldn't you, though? I mean, here we are having recruiting challenges. You guys are releasing personnel information of predominantly Republicans to a Democrat opposition research firm. You run personnel for the United States Air Force, and you can't tell me whether anyone has been fired for this unauthorized release? Congressman, I can tell you that we have taken the appropriate action. Well, but but, but you deem it appropriate. But what if we don't? Because we have civilian control of the military. Mm -hmm. We may have to change our laws to hold people accountable. And pardon me for not trusting your vague reference to the layers that you've put on. But, Mr. Chairman, I, I request that this committee get specific answers for what the accountability regime was for this unlawful action by the United States Air Force and that we not take as an article of faith the representation that they think they've taken the appropriate action. They've taken the illegal, inappropriate action to compromise these records, and I think we should hold them accountable for it. Um, on that note, General Miller, for, for the record, can you submit to the committee what those appropriate actions yes, were? Yes, we certainly may. Okay, I yield five minutes to Representative Houlihan. So there we go. I just wanted to show you that because it's very interesting that all 11 people's information that was released, these are all congressmen and women, were all Republicans, by the way. 100% were Republicans. And her, and her answer was, and it was typical, and I know I hearken back to some of the same data all the time, but it's just, it's the same leftist rhetoric, rhetoric where Mark Zuckerberg says, well, it was all a mistake. We didn't mean to ban and shadow ban people for putting out factual data about COVID while he's still banning them. Yeah. He's still banning them. Nothing, these are all lies. They're just bold-faced uh, deflection lies, and they're just extenuating their own existence because they know that if the actual truth comes out, there'll be a mass exodus from their platforms. But you see, now then the military who now has record lows in recruiting. I wonder why. She, her, her answer is, it was an error. Just, just like, and I know I've said this a million times, but just like with PayPal, a, a payment platform, where suddenly they were, for if you said the wrong word, were charging you $2,500 to your account. I don't exactly, I never used PayPal. I don't know exactly how it works. But they were actually charging you money for using free speech. That they deem to be hate speech. Which, by the way, hate speech is free speech. I don't like hate speech. I, whatever, and again, who even defines hate speech? But I don't like any racism. I don't like any hatred towards people or anything like that. But you're allowed to say hateful things. You're allowed to even lie. You're, you are even constitutionally allowed to defame people, but you'll answer for it in court civilly. It's not a crime. So that's for all free speech. But So PayPal decides, if you said something hateful under their banner of hate, under their definition of hate, they're, gonna buy, they're somehow going to charge your account $2,500? And then when that happened, they said that it was a mistake. And then... Continue to do it. 
So how was it ever a mistake? It's the Novak Djokovic vaccination logic again. We're going to ban you from the country because we don't want our unvaccinated people catching COVID. We don't want our vaccinated people catching COVID from an unvaccinated person. Well, then you've deemed the vaccination to not stop transmission or infection for anybody. It doesn't make any sense what so freaking ever. Yep. PayPal, uh, it was all an error. Then why are you still doing it? How is it an error then? But yet they get away with it, and then they say things like, it was an error, but don't worry. We put in multiple layers of accountability. <laughs> okay, so th- what that means is now what we're going to do is hope that you forget about this 30 days from now. That we release the confidential, I repeat, confidential information of 11 members of Congress who are all Republicans to the due diligence site, which is, which is strictly funded by the DNC. Yeah, I wonder, I wonder what 11 members were released. And this is why we can only elect people like Matt Gates. It's, it's over for all, everybody else. You're like, Tom, but a lot of those people like Matt Gates, um, Jim Jordan, Marjorie Taylor Greene, James Comer a lot of the time, whatever. A lot of these guys are not electable. It doesn't matter. Again, we have to elect people that are true MAGA conservatives. I don't care whether they're Trump. When I say MAGA, I'm not necessarily attaching it to Donald Trump. I love Trump. I'm just saying I'm not, it makes America, make America great again. True America first patriots. You're like, well, Tom, they're not going to be elected in this. They're not going to be electable in this area or that area. Well, what does it matter then? If you are electing a Lindsey Graham or a Mitch McConnell, you're electing a Democrat for the sake of electing a electable Republican. That makes no sense. Back to the vaccine thing. Back to the PayPal. It makes no sense. What's the point of electing somebody who's called a Republican that will legislate and delegate and usher in policies that are Democrat? But we have the seat. No, you actually don't have the seat, and it's on purpose. They want to hold those seats. They're Democratic Party shills. These are globalist leftists. Mitch McConnell is a globalist leftist. You know, Tom, but he does right-wing things. He has to, to hold the seat. You're not really, it's like John Roberts. You think John Roberts, Supreme Court, is a conservative? No, he has to hold the seat. So a leftist globalist put him there, George W. Bush. They're just there. They're placeholders to usher forward the leftist globalist agenda, all the while those of us on the right are thinking, oh, they're Republicans, they're on our side. And what, what's, what they're actually doing is just making the globalist narrative and agenda more palatable, and they usher it forward a little more slowly, therefore making it more palatable. That's all they're doing. And they're keeping those positions from genuine conservatives, genuine MAGA patriots like Matt Gates. That's the point of it all. So if you're thinking, well, this person is an electable, Still run the MAGA, still run the MAGA candidate. Because even if they lose, you've lost nothing. Yeah. Because if the Republican, who's actually a Democrat, wins, you've actually lost more. Because people are being fooled into thinking that person's Republican. And you end up with a Lindsey Graham, Mitch McConnell situation, Rob Portman situation, Murkowski, Collins, Romney, John Cornyn, and numerous others where these guys are holding those positions and they're keeping them from genuine conservatives as MAGA Republicans vote for them time after time after time. And if you actually take a minute 
And look at their legislative record. Well, yeah, you know what? They voted pro-life here. They they voted small government here. All all in non-consequential votes. That when it really counted, like when are you going to send uh, two hundred billion dollars to Ukraine? All those idiots voted for it. Thirty-four trillion dollars in debt and these placeholder republicans have ushered us into that debt along with the globalist left because they are the globalist left they're just the globalist left with an r in front of their name instead of a d in front of the name in more than one way that's all that it is you, you've got to understand that and it's time for us and you're like tom what you as a pastor what what is what does this have to do with you because it's lying they're liars i mean Lindsey Graham is working for the globalist left. He's helping them right now level Ukraine so all of the globalist left's malfeasance can be covered up. There's many different tributaries to that river in Ukraine. Lots of different evil going on there, both profit and cover-up. But that Lindsey Graham's all in. Mitt Romney's all in. Cornyn's all in. Collins is all in. Murkowski's all in. Mitch McConnell said it's the greatest concern America has is Ukraine. Not my concern. It should be Europe's concern. Not my concern. It should be Ukraine's concern. Ukraine ought to not to be tormenting the breakout provinces of, of, of Donetsk and Luhansk. Luhansk. What is it? I think it's Luhansk. Luhansk and Donetsk. Yeah. They shouldn't be tormenting the breakout provinces like they are where those two provinces are calling out to Vladimir Putin to come and annex them. That's what needs to be dealt with. Not us sending them $200 billion to level Ukraine so it can be rebuilt by the IMF and the Bill and Hillary Clinton Foundation. Run by J.B. Pritzker's sister. No thanks. And, of course, BlackRock. More on this. I want to show you how they're fake. State, uh, State Freedom Caucus tweet. This is in South Carolina. And you think, man, South Carolina, that's a, that's a Republican stronghold. It's a Republican stronghold right there. No, it's not. It's fake. These people are fake. They're fake. If it... If, if everything, if, if everything was a Republican stronghold, when we held seats, then why are we $34 trillion in debt? We're putting it, now the average, just so everybody knows, I finally found out what the number was, credit Dan Bongino. We are averaging, adding to our debt now, a trillion dollars per 100 days. Oh my That's the gosh. average now. That's the average now. Just so everybody knows, a trillion dollars per 100 days. So it's basically trillion dollars every three and a half months that we're adding to our debt. If we, act, we're, I thought we held the, I thought we held the Congress. Yeah. Then we have, we don't have a supermajority like they do here in South Carolina. But I thought we held the Congress. Uh, the Congress is the one who decides to spend or not spend. You can't. The President of the United States can't spend a dime without the Congress. Right. So why are we? Why is it that we have held Congress now for over a year, and in that year we've gone from thirty trillion to thirty-four trillion dollars in debt. Under, under Republican House rule because Mike Johnson is a fraud or a coward. How many of these congressmen and women have been honeypotted into submission? Yeah. Where they run, they go at home and they run as a MAGA Republican. Make America great again. We're going to cut your taxes. We're going to lower the debt. We're going to pull our money out of Ukraine. We're going to stop being the world's police. We're going to end abortion. And then they don't. Because I mean, why is it? Because here's the thing. They aren't going to be real. First of all, they're not going to be part of the globalist leftist bourgeois elite cocktail parties. 
if they're actually a Matt Gates Republican. Matt, you think Matt Gates gets invited to the cocktail parties in the cesspool <laughs> no. of DC? Absolutely not. You got to be willing to take that price. You need to be willing to pay that price. Woe to you when all men speak well of you, for so do their fathers to the false prophets. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Matthew 5.11 and 5.12, previous verse, verse Luke 6.26. So they're not going to get invited. They're not going to be in the in crowd in D.C. if they're actually a true MAGA patriot conservative. They're not going to be invited. And they don't think they're going to be electable even though they're elected by MAGA conservative patriots. So I'll just show you right here, South Carolina, Republican conservative stronghold. No, it's not. It's a fraudulent Republican stronghold. And why? Because is it because South Carolina is not made up of MAGA patriots? It is. But they're voting for Democratic Party shills who are pretending to be. You're like, Tom, that's awfully conspiratorial and hyperbolic. Okay, look at this then. Here it is. Here's the proof. And we've seen it, and we've seen it in Congress over the last year. In January of 2023, we were $30 trillion in debt. By June, we were $31 trillion in debt. By September, we were $33 trillion in debt. And before the end of the year, we were $35 trillion, $34 trillion in debt. And we're slated to be $35 trillion in debt in April, right when the pandemic treaty kicks in. In May, right month before the pandemic treaty kicks in from the World Health Organization that takes away all United States medical sovereignty. So here's the proof that they're fake. They're fake. In South Carolina, there's currently an opening on the state's Fifth Circuit Court. Oh, man, that's great. Fifth Circuit Court. We need to get a good, solid, conservative constitutionalist in there, right? And the Republican supermajority, in other words, it is a, basically, you can veto proof. You can vote in anything you want in South Carolina as a conservative. And what are they doing? The, the Republican, as this is from the State Freedom Caucus, the Republican supermajority's top candidate to fill, fill it is a pro-abortion former Democrat leader in the State House. The Freedom Caucus of South Carolina is trying to stop it. So explain that to me. How are these, legi- how are these people legitimate conservatives if you have an opening in the Fifth Circuit, powerful, United States Circuit Judge, big time, between local jurisdiction and your state Supreme Court, powerful position. And what is what is the supermajority doing in South Carolina, the South Carolina House? They're putting in a pro-abortion former Democratic Party leader. Yeah, explain that to me. It, it's it's the same thing. It's it, it's the exact same thing happens with other nominees. And it's, it's just what happened here at the border, which I don't want to get deep into this right now. But how, do, how does two conservative judges, John Roberts and Amy Coney Barrett, vote to keep our southern border invaded day in and day out, 12,000 illegals a day? How do they vote for that? Because they're not legitimate. You're like, but they do legitimately right-wing things. They have to or they can't hold the position. They do, as, they do the minimal amount possible to hold the position. Yeah. All right, let's go to the next one. Josh Dunlap, is that where we're at? Josh Dunlap video? Yeah. Where am I at? Oh, it's mid- yeah, but it, I put it under my... Oh, got gotcha. As Fannie Willis... I'll, I'll, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, censor this. As, Danny, as, as Fannie Willis deep-fried her own bleep 
Fox News, play for me. Lewis Matter, Nathan Wade drama, Fulton County, Georgia. A judge orders the records of Wade's divorce case to be unsealed. Now, uh, he is the lead prosecutor that the Fulton County DA hired for the Trump election meddling trial. So how does it all tie in and does it matter? Steve Harrigan watching the twists and turns from his post in Atlanta again today. Hey, Steve, good morning. Bill, this gets a little bit deeper every day. Yesterday, the judge unsealed those divorce records. People are pouring through them. We already saw last week from bank documents released in that divorce case that Nathan Wade, the prosecutor, purchased plane tickets for himself and his boss, D.A. Fonnie Willis, to travel to San Francisco, Miami, and Aruba. So far, Willis doesn't have to testify in this divorce case. She has said that attempts to drag her into this case are simply an effort to get in the way of her process prosecuting former President Trump. Now, the lawyer for the estranged wife, Wade's estranged wife, says this has nothing to do with politics. It's all about money, money which she says Wade and Willis are trying to hide. We have questions. I want to know about how he's been spending this money. I have a reason to believe he's spending it on another woman. That's my client's money. And I want to ask questions about that. She's trying to hide under the shield of her position. So Nathan Wade's ex-wife now. So because, I guess, he was getting this money from Fannie Willis prior to divorce. Therefore, as everybody knows, when it comes to divorce, you get it split pretty much 50-50. She's not, this got nothing to do with Donald Trump or Fannie Willis's race. Because Fannie Willis says that she's being persecuted for her race. Well, maybe you ought not to persecute people for false, felonious accusations, i.e. against Donald Trump. Maybe you ought, if you're not, if you don't want to be persecuted, for false allegations, maybe you ought to not persecute for false allegations because be not deceived, God is not mocked for whatsoever man sows. That shall he also reap, and that goes for all the fannies too. <laughs> that get waved all over the place, I guess. So divorce records have been unsealed, and they're being everybody's reading them now. I can't wait to see all the things that are revealed by this. But Nathan Wade was using the six hundred fifty thousand dollars, which, by the way, I'm going to show you another video where everybody thought it was coming from Fulton County taxpayers. Turns out it might be coming from another source. And it might be you. <laughs> Just wait. I'll show you the video in a second. She's been $650,000, Nathan Wade was, on plane tickets for Strange, his boss and him. <laughs> Danny Willis, his boss and him, plane tickets to San Francisco, Miami, and Aruba. <laughs> I'm sure they were going there as altruistic friends. <laughs> Uh, you know, just going there. Fannie Willis likes to speak in churches now, suddenly. I guess they're, maybe they're going there to pray together or something as they flew off together alone, San Francisco, Miami, and Aruba. And Nathan Wade's ex-wife wants to know, um, $650,000, uh, you know what? $325,000, that's mine. And we're, why were you spending it on another woman in a possible adulterous affair? <laughs> that's, what she, that's, what, that's what everybody wants to know. So where did this $650,000 come from? Now, another mischief video. Just when we thought Georgia's taxpayers were funding the lavish vacations for Willis and her alleged lover, Nathan Wade, evidence comes to light from the House Judiciary Committee that the money's actually coming from the feds, i.e., you and me. Play for me, Heather. All this evidence between the initial court filings from last Tuesday, as well as these new documents which have been brought to light, well, they have sparked an actual congressional investigation into this whole matter. Specifically, Congressman Jim Jordan, 
acting in his official capacity as the chairman of the House Judiciary Committee, well, he launched an official probe into Mr. Nathan Wade. Here was what he wrote in a letter to Mr. Nathan Wade announcing the investigation. Quote, according to a recent court filing, you have been paid more than $650,000 at a rate of $250 per hour to serve as an attorney counsel and later a special assistant district attorney in the unprecedented investigation and prosecution of the former president and other former federal officials. This filing also alleges that while receiving a substantial amount of money from Fulton County, you spent extravagantly on lavish vacations with your boss, Ms. Willis. The letter then throws a bit of a curveball. It goes on to say that the House Judiciary Committee, they have in their possession evidence of federal funds potentially being used to finance the state-level case. Quote, the committee has information that the FCDAO, which is the Fulton County District Attorney's Office, received approximately $14.6 million in grant funds from the Department of Justice between 2020 and 2023. And given the enormous legal fees you have billed to the FCDAO, there are open questions about whether federal funds were used by the FCDAO to finance your prosecution. Now, this development obviously is rather wild because depending on what this investigation of theirs actually yields, well, we might learn that this massive amount of money that was given to Mr. Nathan Wade was not coming only from Fulton County taxpayers, but rather from the Department of Justice at the federal level, meaning, in practical terms, it will be all of our tax dollars sending Ms. Fannie Willis on all these lavish vacations. Now, in his letter, Mr. Jim Jordan, he set a deadline of January 26th for Mr. Nathan Wade to provide Congress with the relevant documents in this particular... All right, Aaron, when appropriate, please cue the music. Now, here's the thing. When it comes to this, so you you look at the FCDAO, so nobody gets confused, that's the Fulton County District Attorney's Office, have been receiving money from the DOJ. <laughs> the DOJ, the Department of Justice, $14.6 million. And considering the extravagant amount of money, now remember something when it comes to Nathan Wade. Nathan Wade has never tried a felony case in his life, and now he's per prosecuting. I keep intermingling persecution, prosecution, uh, in, in fraudulent slip fashion. And now he's prosecuting Donald Trump for numerous RICO felonies, racketeering. He, the man has never prosecuted a felony bike theft. <laughs> the felonies, anything over $300 that was stolen. He's never, he's never, he's never uh, prosecuted a felony shoplifting case. Nothing. And now out of nowhere, who was, he was a judge that oversaw speeding tickets. And then he was a family attorney and a contractual attorney, he did contract law. He's never even, he's never been a prosecutor. He's never prosecuted a federal, a, a felonious case in his life. And now suddenly, and Fannie Willis pay, is paying him more than a RICO expert attorney that she has. <laughs> Isn't that, he, he, Nathan Wade gets $250 an hour. The RICO expert gets $150 an hour. But where are they going? We, you know, the $650,000 of our money. There it is. Where are they going? Um, let's see. Plane tickets to San Francisco, to Miami, and to Aruba. Isn't this great? I mean, all you need to do is just prosecute Donald Trump. You can do whatever you want. You can fly all over the country with your adulterous partner. Isn't that great? And I just love it. His ex-wife's looking into it. Hopefully it all gets revealed. Back to Georgia. Can't get out of the state of Georgia. Donald Trump lost that, lost that state by 11,000 votes, even though we've got 600,000 confirmed fraudulent votes. Everybody, know, everybody knows that, right? 600,000 confirmed fraudulent votes inside of the state 
of Georgia. Absolute truth video. Emerald Robinson. Bombshell. Most of you have seen this already. We're going to go over it briefly. Voting machine expert. Hacks into. This is this is in front of a, a Obama appointed judge. Voting machine expert. Hacks into elect- electronic voting machine. Using a pen. I'm talking about this. That. A pen. <laughs> not a pen. Not a pin number. A pen. A ballpoint pen that he took out of the hand of the defense attorney for Dominion. Do you know what I'm saying? Or, or, or for whatever Georgia jurisdiction it was, may not have been Dominion. Voting machine expert hacks into electronic voting machine. It was the Dominion machine using a pen during the, during dramatic courtroom moment in Georgia. It's all audio, but you got to hear it. Play it for me. It was a bombshell moment in Judge Amy Totenberg's Georgia courtroom last week during the Curling vs. Raffensperger trial with the tip of a pen. Cybersecurity and voting machine expert Professor J. Alex Halderman obliterated the entire DHS says a government narrative regarding electronic voting machines. Here's how a reporter sitting in on the trial described the moment to the Gateway Pundit. But then what he did is he um, he began to show the first vulnerability and he borrowed the, the, the state's defense counsel. So the secretary, those representing the Georgia right. Secretary of State, he asked um, the main counsel to borrow his pen that he was writing with. And then he goes over to the power button, leans down, he puts, um, he holds down the um, the power button for five to 10, between five to 10 seconds, probably seven seconds. And it automatically puts the machine in safe mode. And this reboot happens. And um, it, it, he then shows the judge the display and it shows a picture of the on off button as he's pushing it for five to 10 seconds to instigate the reboot. But before um, you reboot the whole thing, it, it will like, There'll, there'll be something that comes up to ask if he wants to go into safe mode. And then he pushes yes. So it doesn't shut it down or reboot. He just goes into safe mode. And um, and that allows him to open up files and change the content of files. But that's not all, according to the reporter, Amber Connors, retelling to Jim Hoff. Professor Halderman also demonstrated how to fix the results and rig the count during an election by telling the computer to do whatever you want it to do via pre-programming. One of the things that also happened in the trial, before I forget to tell you, I want to tell you, is that you were allowed, what you could do was, <laughs> you could have everybody think, I'll just use Biden and, and Trump, you could have everybody thinking using, the, 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 in, the, in this Jay Halderman professor showed the court showed the judge that you could set up a Dominion voting machine to the place where you think you're voting for Trump and you're voting for Biden. Where you're actually hitting Trump. They could put any name there. And you think that you're voting for one person, you're actually voting for another. They could set the machine where basically Trump versus Biden, every Trump vote goes to Biden, every Biden vote goes to Biden. Yeah. They, they could make it so they, they, they put down, um, um, i trying to think of the name they use, but it doesn't matter. But anyway, that's the point. They, they can make an illusion to where you're hitting a button thinking you're voting for one person and you're actually voting for another. You could be voting this. They said Benedict Arnold. They could put it where they have 
George Washington, that's the name, running against Benedict Arnold, and you hit George Washington, and it goes to Benedict Arnold. He proved, he showed him in court. Yeah. Everything Mike Lindell's been saying is correct. They showed him in court with a simple, where's my pen? With a ballpoint pen. <laughs> not, not Aaron, who's a tech genius. Not, a, not a, it would hold him in his tech genius. He didn't have to use any tech genius. Here he was. You hold down the power button for 10 seconds. Um, I can do that. <laughs> I Listen, I barely know how to turn this thing on. I can do that. Hold down the power button for 10 seconds. It goes to safe mode. Safe mode allows Alderman to open and change content of files. Not that the DNC would ever do that. You know, not, not that they were doing that when they were hanging up the plywood onto the window so nobody could look inside and see how they were counting ballots. Yeah. They would never do that, would they? They should, I mean, you show, and I, I should have probably played that in the main show, but the video, of the compilation video of all the different jurisdictions that shut down counting in the middle of the night. Oh, we're gonna and, and again, again, it goes back to the the PayPal logic and the vaccine logic, saying things that make absolutely no sense, and and, and saying, oh, there was a mistake while you're still doing it. They were shut down ballot counting in the middle of the night, and what did they not do? Shut count. We're shutting down ballot counting while they're not shutting down ballot counting. Ruby Freeman and her daughter are still in there, and that's Fulton County back to Georgia again. Same thing went on in Pittsburgh. Same thing went on uh, in Philadelphia. Same thing went on in Phoenix. Same thing that went on in Las Vegas. Same thing that went on in Atlanta. The seven states and the six cities, the same thing went on in Milwaukee. We're stopping ballot accounting for the night while they all continue to count ballots. Again, I went to bed in Pennsylvania. Donald Trump was up by 690,000 votes and they stopped counting. And I went to bed at three o'clock in the morning and I got up at eight. Now, if they stopped counting ballots, how was it 8 o'clock that he was only up by 1,400 ballots? Yeah. They didn't stop counting. But yet nobody challenged him on this because the Republicans that are in charge, the Republicans that are in power, are actually Democrats. Tom, I know these guys. They're not Democrats. They are. If they're not willing to lose their job as a Republican, they're actually a Democrat. Because if you're part of the mindset in the elitist class where I have to stay in Washington no matter what because I'm just that important. You're actually part of the globalist cabal. You have the globalist mindset. Even if you, even if you are maybe a traditional Christian guy, but yet you just don't have a set. So when it really comes down to it, you just give in and you relinquish your values you jettison your values so that you can keep your job. Just like all the pastors and the COVID-caving Christians. You see, I'm wearing my Ric Flair shirt tonight. <laughs> got my Ric Flair shirt. Aaron just bought it for Aaron. has got Aaron. Put yourself on. Aaron and I are matching twinsies tonight. There we are. Twinsies. Twinsie Flair. <laughs> now, now why? Because here's the thing. I'll go on my little spiel for you. You don't want to be a mask wearing, six-foot distancing, vax one taken. Vax 2 taken, COVID clump sitting, Vax 6 taken, Vax 7 taken, N95 mask wearing doofus that believes all of the leftist globalist cabal garbage. You got flair ready? Yeah. Play him. You're talking to the Rolex wearing, diamond ring wearing, kiss stealing, woo, wheeling, dealing, limousine 
flying, son of a gun, and I'm having a hard time holding these alligators down. <laughs> there you go. I don't want you to fall for it. Don't fall for it. Let me show you this one. John Solomon tweet. Republicans recover 100 files deleted by the Jan 6 committee. Why would you delete them? <laughs> now, remember, this was the same committee that was trying to keep their investigative material confidential for 66 years. That wasn't allowed. So they just, they just deleted 100 files. This is not 100 pieces of paper. This is 100 files. I don't know what it can, what the, these are allegedly, by the way, digital files. So what could that possibly mean as far as terabytes, oh. gigabytes? Yeah. What could that even mean? I'd have to ask Aaron, but the thing is, they deleted them. Why would you delete them? Because everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light, lest their deeds be exposed. They don't want to actually know. I mean, they don't want to, they don't want to have all this information. They don't want to know that the only people that were that died and that were actually murdered on one six and were were abused. And I hope I have time to get to some of this stuff. But were they were the protesters themselves? Why was it that Ray Epps? This is probably one of the things that was deleted. Why did Ray Epps call Nancy Pelosi's office four times prior to one six? Why did Nancy Pelosi turn down the National Guard? Why did Muriel Bowser turn down the National Guard? Why did Chuck Schumer turn down the National Guard? Why did why did uh, um, Mitch McConnell turned down the National Guard. Why, why, why did they turn down the National Guard? Why, why They brought them all in afterwards. They were all scared of the white wing, white, the, the right wing uh, white supremacist terrorist threat. So they surrounded themselves with 30,000 National Guard troops after that, but not, not when there was actually an eminent, but there never was an eminent threat, but in their own mind, when there ever was, whenever there was actual possible convoluted evidence of there being a threat to them. They didn't want it. Weird. And Nancy Pelosi's own daughter, I want that in front of the J-16 committee too. Why was Nancy, Nancy Pelosi's own daughter conveniently positioned to shoot a documentary? Why was Nancy Pelosi's daughter's husband outside shooting a documentary? Very weird how they knew this was going to happen, isn't it? Very weird. And then Christopher Ray won't answer very poignant questions about how many assets did he have in the crowd, did the FBI have in the crowd? How many assets were inside the Capitol prior to the Capitol breach wearing Trump gear? Won't answer any of these questions. And now they, the J6 committee has deleted 100 files. Look at the date, January 22nd, 2024. January 6th, committee, days before GOP took majority. So they, not only did they delete them, they deleted them right after they found out that the Republicans won the House. And see, now this is the thing. A lot of you go, well, yeah, we hear this all the time and nothing gets done. Correct. We have to change that. Now, listen, we know that when Trump comes into office, he's going to be wanting vengeance. He's going to be wanting retribution. And by the way, for the unrepentant, there needs to be retribution. I know Matthew chapter 18. I know it. I get it. When somebody comes to you, I get it. Luke chapter 17. I get it. Somebody comes to you and says, I repent as a Christian. When they repent and they stop doing what they say they're going to do or what, they, what they've been doing and they say they're no longer going to do it, then we offer them forgiveness. I understand that. But when they're just continuing to do it, they do it over and over again. Anita Hill to Kavanaugh. They delete, everything gets deleted, everything gets redacted. All of it needs to be brought into the light. And I'll tell you, the, probably the most important nomination that there will be will be Attorney General. Because it's got to be a stone-cold killer 
It's got to be put in at the attorney general because these people need to be feloniously prosecuted for what they've done. Deleting, that has got to be a felony. To, de- to delete the congressional record? Yeah. And I could go on and on and on about the other various deletions that have happened. Throughout the Obama administration, we basically had the, basically, uh, the Obama big chunk of was actually Hillary Clinton's staff who did factory resets on all their phones? <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on. All right, well, let's go to, let's go to Midas. My one and only sponsor, got to push hard. Talk about pimping. Got to pimp Midas Gold Group. MAGA-owned, MAGA-operated, my sole sponsor. Love these guys. They're just an awesome company. Listen, with what's going on around the world right now, with the de-dollarization of the globe, the, de- de- the de-dollarization of the globe, uh, the devaluing of the dollar itself, and the people that are doing the de-dollarization and the devaluing of the dollar are all buying gold. You need to hedge all of your investments with gold. You got to do it. This is the only thing that's never lost all its value. Buy your gold and buy your gold from Midas Gold Group. And here's the number one reason why: it's not some sort of fund. It's not some sort of ambiguous fund. It's physical gold in your hands. Buy your gold from Midas Gold Group. Maga owned. MAGA operated, not conservative owned, not Republican owned, MAGA Patriot owned, MAGA Patriot operated, all physical gold. And when you buy it from Midas Gold Group, tell them that the Tom Lippy podcast sent you. Go to the next one for me, Heather. Let's go to Trish, Trish Regan video. Disney stock plummeting. 30 seconds. Play for me. You own a share at Disney stock, you're probably not too happy. It depends on when you bought it. But, you know, if you bought it back in 2020, 2021, you're really not happy. Because it used to be about 200 bucks. These days, it's going for about 91. And yet, ladies and gentlemen, this is part of the problem with capitalism because sometimes the resources don't go to the right places. Bob Iger, he got $31.6 million in 2023. Kind of a nice paycheck for a stock that keeps going down, right? So the stock price loses half its value and the person who caused it to go down, it went from $200 a share to $91 a share. 50, almost 60% of its value, gone. <laughs> and the man who caused that to happen, Bob Iger, because Star Wars got to be woke, got to be DEI, got to be ESG, got to make sure you have every other person has to be a lesbian or a gay man or a transgenderist. So their stock is plummeting because people like me ain't going to watch any of your crap. When was the last time you bought a ticket to anything that was Disney? But anyway, and I know some of you like to go to Disney World. I don't know why you want to be a cattle all day, but if you want to do it, go ahead. But the, the man who caused the Disney stock to plummet in half got a $31 million bonus. <laughs> it's, it's truly amazing. Let's go to the open border. M- mischief video, gate 36. Here's our closed border. According to, to Admiral John Kirby, mm. our border is secure. Our border is closed. Well, here's gate 36. Play for me, other. So they've opened up the gate at gate 36 right here. And there goes the group of people who crossed illegally into the United States. They have opened the gate for them. They're heading into the transport van where they will be processed and paroled out into a city near you guys. Aaron, if you can just throw, throw it on to me, uh, throw that video side by side. And again, let's just use, let's just use logic here. Is this a closed border? I mean, they, they, they tell us this because with Kirby, Alejandro Mayorkas, he always tells you this is a closed border. These people crossed illegally. And by the way, illegally means illegal. 
and they just open up gate 36 and let them in. This is borders closed, right? I mean, again, it's just absolutely nonsensical. We're going to mandate a vaccination to stop transmission and infection, using a vaccination that doesn't stop transmission and infection. We're going we're gonna to mandate you wear a mask. If you don't wear a mask, you can't come into this building, that building, and this building. Based on if you wear a mask, stop transmission and infection, using a mask doesn't stop transmission and infection. Borders closed while it's wide open. Borders closed, they say. The borders closed. Is this closed to you? Look at them. This is federal agents opening the door. How is it closed? It's nonsensical and incoherent. Uh, let's go to the next one, Citizen Free Press tweet. It's the big story right now. Amy Coney Barrett, our conservative justice, bah, sided with Justice Kadanji Brown-Jackson. Kadanji Brown, top right, top right-hand corner, cannot tell you what a woman is. That's, that's her. Right, that's her. That's yeah. Her. That's, right there. There she is. Kadanji Brown-Jackson, right next to Amy Coney Barrett, Cannot she cannot tell who, what a woman is? She's asked point blank, "What is a woman?" She can't define it. She's not a biologist. She, oh, that's right. She's not a biologist. Yeah. So she can't tell you what a woman is. <laughs> uh, Elena Kagan and Sonia Sotomayor. That's who Amy Coney Barrett sides with. Ugh. That's who John Roberts sides with. These three clowns, globalist, leftist, baby butchering. I want to use a a word right now that probably <laughs> wouldn't be appropriate. But that's who they are, monsters. And that's who Amy Coney Barrett, who's like a mother of 10, she sides with the baby butchers. Unbelievable. And then uh, she sides with Sotomayor to keep the stream of illegals pouring across the southern border. So what it is, is you've got a lawsuit right now between, get, get this, leave this up for me. Get this now. There's a lawsuit going on between the state of Texas, Ken Paxton, versus the Biden administration. So basically, Greg Abbott, Ken Paxton, AG for Texas, versus the Biden administration. What does Texas want? Namely, an equal pass. Let's make it easy. All they want to do is an equal pass, put up razor wire to prevent people from coming into the country. So on on United States soil, put up razor wire. That's what they want to do. To keep people from illegally, illegally entering the country. And the Biden administration is suing to take down the razor wire that keeps people out of the country. Now, you say they say there's a closed border. It's, I mean, it's difficult to even talk about because it makes no sense. Yeah. Say there's a closed border, but you're wanting to take down that which closes the border. Right? So what happened was, is this court decision isn't deciding whether or not Texas has the right to put up the razor wire, whether the razor wire has to come down or not. It basically is saying that while this hearing, while this court decision is being made, it gave the Biden administration the right to go in there and take take it down, take down the razor wire until the court makes its decision. That's what this is. So everybody, there's no court decision hasn't been made yet. It's an intermittent decision that says right now the Biden administration has the right to go down and take the, take the wire down. And Texas isn't letting them. Still isn't letting them. And, and people go, and I wrote this down, credit, full credit, Dan Bongino. What you're going to hear now from the globalist leftist bourgeois elitist, the Democratic Party, you're going to hear Democrats always obey the courts. Democrats always obey the courts, and Texas, since they're not allowing CBP to come in and remove the border. That's what I mean. The, the border, what, what defines our border is walls, razor wire. So Texas is not allowing the CBP, the federal government, to go and remove the border wall. They're not allowing them to do that, right? And what the left and what the left will say is uh, they're violating the uh Supreme Court, well, can anybody ever ask, so what? 
Yeah. You know, and I'm not talking in any way, shape, or form. Don't falsely accuse me. Don't license yourself for violence. I'm anti-violence. I'm not for violence, except for self-defense. I'm not talking about violence. But what would happen if you just said, you know what, we're not going to do it? Who are they going to send after you? Supreme Court doesn't have a police department. <laughs> you ever ask? I mean, seriously, who, who's going to come for you? If you're a governor of a state, so they'll say that the left always follows the dictates of the court. Well, do they? Because here it is. Credit again, Dan Bongino. The Supreme Court decided against affirmative action. What did the Democrats do? Defied that court ruling. They're firm, still doing it. Yep. Who went and got them? Who went and got them? Who arrested them for violating the court, court's orders? They said affirmative action, illegal. If you try to get into Harvard right now and you're white, good luck. Or you're Asian, good luck. Yeah. Because the globalist leftist bourgeois elitists hate merit accomplishment. Asians score the highest. And they don't they won't allow them in the Harvard. So it's still an affirmative action. DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion, is still being um, perpetrated on the American public by the Democratic Party. Try to get a job, whatever it may be. It's got to be a certain amount of blacks, certain amount of transgenders, certain amount of Hispanics. Next lower tier down is anybody heterosexual, no matter what color you are, and certainly no white men. So this is, they defied the court order on affirmative action. Sanctuary cities yeah. are a pure defiance of all federal law. Where you, you will not turn in illegal immigrants to ICE. It's illegal. It's a violation of all court rulings, whether Supreme Court or not. Democratic Party does that. Um, they were ordered twice. The Biden administration was ordered twice by the Supreme Court telling them that they were not allowed to repay student debt. They weren't allowed to do it. Twice. And they did it again. What is the date today? The 22nd. 23rd. Three days ago. 23rd. 23rd. Four days ago. Four days ago. one nineteen twenty four. They did it again. The, the, you had to have seen it on Twitter. Biden comes out and says, you know, we're paying off. I don't care. remember how many millions of dollars worth of debt it was. Or billions or whatever it was. $34 trillion in debt. We're going to go pay people's debt off. People who have a humanities degree. <laughs> you know, a gender studies degree. Mm. A theater degree. We're going to go pay all their debt off. You and me are paying that off. Just, just like we're paying for Fanny to tote her Fanny to Aruba, San Francisco, and Miami with Nathan Wade. You and I are paying for that too. So they ignored that twice. What happened to them? Nothing. So why not just ignore them with the razor wire? Ignore yep. them. What's going to happen? Ignore them. Uh, they did the same thing with the eviction ban. They were told the they were the, the Supreme Court told the but what was the eviction ban? Remember that that was during COVID, where because Joe Biden was destroying the economy, so nobody could afford to pay rent. He actually, after he destroyed the economy, where nobody could afford to pay rent, decided at at BlackRock's behest, so they could come and confiscate all of these uh, properties that were reclaimed by the banks. But they had an eviction. They had an uh, eviction ban where, because the economy was destroyed, nobody could afford to pay rent, and all these people, of course, were well. They were all, from all different political parties and all different persuasions of everything, but people couldn't afford to pay rent. So Joe Biden puts out an eviction ban, therefore bankrupting landlords. So nobody could be evicted. Well, the Supreme Court said that that was illegal. Took down the they banned the eviction ban. Joe Biden kept it up. Yep. So an affirmative action. Student debt, sanctuary cities, eviction ban, another one, abortion pill was outlawed by the Supreme Court. Democrats are still using it. 
Still pimping and whoring the abortion bill. What happens to nothing? What are you going to have the su- Supreme Court police come and arrest you because you're using the abortion pill that they banned? No. So they should just continue on with the razor wire, which, by the way, the state of Texas is doing. All right, let's go to the next one. Townhall.com video. Am I in the right spot? Yep. All right. Here's the report. It's Peter Ducey. Report Peter Ducey to Kirby. Play for me. Uh, why are you guys making it easier for people to enter the country illegally? I believe we are. Why do you think we are? Well, you guys sued to cut razor wire that was put in place by Texas officials. So that the Border Patrol could actually do their jobs. But keep going. Well, you won in court. So now what? The Border Patrol Union president is saying the Supreme Court's decision is going to undoubtedly encourage more illegal immigration. Do you guys know better than the Border Patrol Union? The Border Patrol needed access, and that's why we sued to get rid of that uh, razor wire, so that they could do their jobs. And you know what would also help them do their jobs, Peter? More Border Patrol agents. There's an idea. And if you go back to the supplementary request that we put in, there's money in there for some 1,300 additional Border Patrol agents. We want to help them do their jobs. We want to give them more resources. And the answer we kept get, keep, keep getting back from House Republicans is no, no, no. Does razor wire work? So here's the thing. And Peter Bruce, you asked, does razor wire work? And, 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 and Kirby actually says that it gets in the way of the Border Patrol doing their job. And their job is to facilitate <laughs> illegal aliens. That's, that's, that's exactly what I said. I actually cut the video off too short. But that's what he says. He says that the Border Patrol's job is to help illegal aliens, illegal, illegal, illegal aliens, into the country. He says it. John Kirby actually says that. And then he says the typical leftist response is, we're offering more Border Patrol agents. And the Republicans are turning them out. Yeah, you know why? Because Border Patrol agents are nothing more than illegal alien facilitators. So, of course, we want less Border Patrol agents. At least if we have, say we just have 1,000 Border Patrol agents, they can only facilitate, let's just say, 10 people a day. Of course, there's 12,000 illegals a day. So 10,000 a day, if we, if we get 2,000, then we get 20,000 people a day. So we don't want any more Border Patrol agents whose job it is, according to John, Admiral John Kirby, who is, I mean, again, I don't mean to, I mean, I, I know this is redundant, but John Kirby's a disgusting human being to me. He just reminds me of those COVID-caving, weak-sauce-preaching pastors who say anything to keep their job, anything to keep people in the church. That, that's not what you do. John 6, 53 through 67, many of his disciples went back and walked to them no more. Why? Because they said this is a hard teaching. Read it for yourself, John chapter 6. Yep. But he says that their job is to take down razor wire so that they can do their job. Their job is behind the razor wire. Why would you take down the, why would you take down the border barrier? Why would you take down the wall? Your job is behind the wall, not in front of the wall. Your job is to keep people on that side of the wall. So why would you take down the barrier? Because he says it later, and again, I cut off the most important part, but you can just find it on Twitter. I mean, it's been all over the place, but he says his, their job is to get the razor wire out of the way so that they can facilitate illegal aliens into the country. He says it. He actually says it. Because that's what it's truly all about, is to try to build a Democratic Party uh, base. Now, who are they letting in? Democratic Party voter base. Who are they letting in? Destiny Video. Soon... You all will know who I am. Look at this. Play for me. 
you are smart enough, you will know who I am. But you are really not smart enough to know who I am. But soon you're gonna know who I am. Nice landing there. <laughs> so this is, I, I'm not, I won't we'll be able to pronounce his name correctly, but Mavsum Sabidov, something like that, or Samadov, Samadov, something like that. But anyway, he's a convicted terrorist, arms dealer from, uh, from the Azerbaijan Islamic Party. He was allowed in the country by Joe Biden. Over and over and over again. Now, again, we had the stats. I don't have them available anymore, so don't hold me strictly to these numbers, but they are pretty accurate in my own head. But basically, under under Donald Trump, we were allowed in basically zero to four illegal uh, uh, confirmed terrorists per year. Zero to four per year. First year under Biden, it was 20-something. Last year, it was 169 confirmed people on the terrorist watch list. Zero to four per year under Donald Trump. 169 under Biden. 8,000 illegal entries per month under Donald Trump, 12,000 per day under Joseph Robinette Biden, including Mavsum Samidov. There you go. Here's, here's some consequences right here. People don't think of it. And, and you know what? Me, me included. A lot of us haven't been victims of illegal migration yet. You need to pray that you won't. Whatever you bind is bound. Whatever you loose is loosed. But a lot of people have been. And wokeness video, Tammy Nobles is suing the Biden DHS, Alejandro Mayorkas, and the HSS for $100 million. Her autistic daughter, Kayla, was raped and killed in Maryland by an MS-13 member in July of 2022. The illegal gang member, illegal gang member, the illegal gang member was let into the country by the Biden DHS, Alejandro Mayorkas, and sent to Maryland. He let, they let the rapist in. Donald Trump gets called a racist for saying that they're letting in rapists. It's hard to say that in a sense, a racist and rapist. He gets called a racist for saying that they let in rapists. Um, they do. They're emptying out their prisons and their insane asylums and sending them across the border. Why wouldn't you? Well, they sent, not only they let them in, but the Biden DHS sent this person to Maryland by, by, the, by way of the Biden Health and Human, Human Services. He had gang tattoos and was on a list of MS-13 gang members in El Salvador, and Biden let him in anyway. Here's the consequences. Play it for me. I want everyone to know what is going on at the border. 
I had no clue what was going on before my daughter was brutally murdered and raped, but I do now. And I found the story is just so mind-boggling on how nobody at the border did their job and checked his background. Made All they had to do was make one phone call to El Salvador to, to know that he was an MS-13 gang member on the list. And it's just crazy how he got from Texas all the way to Maryland to being in the same trailer as my daughter. Yeah. Tammy, how, how are you doing? How do you, how does your family survive something like this? I have, the only thing that I can come up with is that it's, it's God. It's helping me along this path. All right, you guys go to the next one, just side by side. I don't need to play it. But anyway, I just wanted to show you this. Because there are actual consequences. Many of us have not had these consequences, but the Biden administration is not only letting them in, this is the Texas National Guard, putting up more razor wire. Double freaking down. That's what you do. That's how you stand up. It's like I played that Dana White video in the pregame when he just eviscerates the globalist leftist bourgeois elitist reporter, the Goebbels reporter, the Mockingbird reporter, the Pravda media reporter. For the globalist left, you just double down. You don't go, you don't take a step back and say, well, you know, we'll carefully consider the rhetoric that's, that's uh, espoused by our fighter. No, it's free speech. Say what you want to say. You know, like, Tom, aren't there things that you hate when people say them? Just leave this plan for me. Don't you, aren't there things that you hate? Yes, I, there are things that people say that I hate. When I, when I look on Twitter and I just watch the endless lies of the left, endless propagation lies of the left, you know what? I hate it but I support their right to do it. If you cross the defamation line, you can answer for it in civil court. Fine. But there are consequences of these things. You see the picture of that girl? Brutally murdered and raped by a guy who was allowed into the country by the Biden administration. She would be alive and not have been sexually assaulted if it wasn't for Joe Biden and Alejandro Marcus. How do you sleep at night? How do you, how do you sleep at night knowing that you are allowing in 12,000 people a day 12,000 a day that we know about, which again, it's one to five times that many because according to CBP, it's one to five times that many because of all, most people enter in are undocumented. They don't ever see them. These are the ones that are documented or are documented gotaways. 12,000 a day. So it's really 24,000 a day at minimum. Right now, under the Biden administration. And one of them raped and killed this woman's daughter. And that's why the Texas National Guard is doubling down and keeping the razor wire right there as it should be. That's what you call a wall. Oh, you took it down. Don't take it down. This is what you call a wall. And, and what John Kirby says is you take down the wall. Again, you're like, Thomas makes this. I know. I don't even know how to talk about it. I honestly don't know how to talk about it. John Kirby says that you take down that wall right there so that CBP agents can do their jobs. How do they, how, I thought their jobs was on this side of the wall to keep people on that side of the wall. So how do you do your jobs to keep people on that side of the wall without a freaking wall? How do you do it? Because actually their jobs are to be facilitators of sex traffickers, of rapists, of child sex traffickers, fentanyl traffickers, and just flat out illegal migrants. Facilitate. So no more. We don't need any more CBP agents. We don't need to spend any more money, any money on that. We don't need to send, spend any money in Ukraine. We don't need to spend any money paying off people's student debt. $34 trillion in debt. All right, we'll go to the next thing now. Where the heck am I, by the way? Where am I? Pam, uh, oh, yeah, there we go. Here we go. Pamsey Now video. 
This is what I love. This is what you do. This is how you handle. This is how you handle left wingers. Put it right back in their face. Play for me. Find out who's willing to help. You know, so, you know, we do hear from constituents on both sides of this. What are we going to do to preemptively stop this? And then we hear from people that tell us we should do more. So, you know, we do have a, a, a very affluent community, a lot of big homes. And um, what I'd like to do is direct staff to create a sign-up sheet. So, you know, for individuals that would be willing to house migrant families. Um, and if there's people that would do that, God bless them. Um, so if we could raise, raise awareness in that way, um, I think we need to find out. I think we need to find out who would be willing to house migrant families. If you believe, see, like for me, I believe in the Second Amendment, so I, Second Amendment, so I own lots of guns. Um, I believe in pro-life, so I'm outspokenly pro-life and financially support pro-life institutions. So if you are pro-open borders and pro, like you see the leftists all the time talking about this on, 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 on social media, namely Twitter, that's the one I'm on, is they say, you know, they, talk, they espouse the Statue of Liberty. Statue of Liberty for, was for legal migrants. They say this is not an invasion at the southern border because it's not an invasion it's immigration. Then what is illegal immigration? So I guess if you believe that it's not an invasion, I guess the Russian army could simply just cross our southern border then, right? Because they're all Russia, Russia, Russia. They could just cross our southern border then, right? I mean, that wouldn't be an invasion. Well, you know, like, well, no, that would be an invasion because, you know, they're armed and they're military. Or whatever. Well, here, here's the thing. We don't know who these people are. And it's 12,000 people a day. It's an invasion. So here's the thing. If you are for these things, I'm for, I live everything I'm for. I, I, am, I don't care about climate change, so I own a Ford F-250. Diesel. I wish it didn't even have the climate control crap it has on it. That's the only stuff that breaks down, of course. Only major repair I've ever had on that thing was from that fil stupid filtration system that's inside of that diesel motor just blew up one night. So I live that which I believe. So why don't, why don't they? You got a sign-up sheet? Let's see how many Democrats actually sign up to house illegal migrants. It's the policy you believe in, then live it. Why, why is it that Brandon Johnson, the, the mayor of Chicago, Eric Adams, mayor of New York, the Boston governor, why, why, why are you complaining, the, the, the mayor of Denver, why are you complaining about being overrun with migrants? That should be heaven to you. For me... If abortions went down, that's heaven to me. And I love I love the, the leftist argument all the time where they try to equate this with, you know, how many Republicans actually try to uh, adopt babies instead of a, a ton. Tons of Republicans are adopting babies from around the globe. They can't get them in the United States because everybody kills their babies in the United States. Tons of people are waiting for babies. We have no problem with that. And then plus, plus, it's apples and oranges because every single one of those babies in the womb that the Democrats kill, 41.2 million a year worldwide, every one of them would choose to live. Every last one of them would choose to live whether they were adopted or not. So it's certainly not the same. So we're just simply, simply saying, you know what? You love open borders? Then please open your home. Open your home to open borders.
All right, how many of you want me to do a little bit more overtime? If you want me to do a little bit more overtime, send it to Aaron right now. Let me know because I've got one more thing I want to talk to you about. <laughs> send it in on the Rumble Chat. Yeah, on the Rumble Chat. Rumble Chat, Rumble Chat, Rumble Chat. I love all of you watching on Facebook. I love you. I don't know if anybody can watch on YouTube anymore. No, not right now. Not right now. We're banned again. Not until like late February. Yeah, late February. We'll be back on YouTube. Well, screw tube. Yeah. Um, that sounds like a porn site, so I shouldn't <laughs> say that. But anyway, anyway, that's Dan Bongino calls it screw tube or farce book. Fake book, whatever. But anyway. <laughs> They're saying yes to it. All right, you want a little bit more. Here we go. Unga the Great video. Rand Paul, a million died, which, by the way, isn't accurate. I hate when they do it. I love Rand Paul, but please get your facts straight, Rand. <laughs> and I'll, I'll get into that in a second. But this is a three-minute video. A million died, funded by the government, approved by Anthony Fauci. You got to hear this. Play it for me. So I want to ask you about COVID. Speaking of betrayals, um, you've written a book called Deception, the Great COVID Cover-Up. What do you think was covered up about COVID? Uh, the fact that the U.S. government, at the behest of Anthony Fauci, funded it, uh, the fact that they knew it was dangerous research and that they did not allow the research to go before the normal safety committee. See, we paused this dangerous research. They call it gain-of-function research, where you combine parts of two different viruses and you get a brand-new super virus that has never before existed. It's brand new. It doesn't exist in nature. You have created it, which is an amazing thing, but not a good thing. When you create these viruses, there's a danger they leak out from the lab, but we had funded that. So between 2014 and 2016, people became very worried that scientists were now aerosolizing, taking a virus that was 50% lethal, like Ebola, that spreads by bodily fluids like AIDS, so it's not right. as contagious, just like sitting in a room, and saying, well, why don't we see, hey, let's see if we can mix it with this other virus and see if we can make it aerosolized. They were doing that with the avian flu. The avian flu is deadly, but it mostly kills chickens, doesn't infect humans very well, but they're like, hmm, wonder if we can make the avian flu more infectious and see if we can transmit it through the air. And then they did. They did eight targeted mutations. And so people freaked out. The whole scientific world did around 2012. 2014 to 16, they banned it. But during this period of time, Anthony Fauci continued to give exemptions to it. But here's the curious thing. The research in Wuhan is going on during this time. We've been funding research in China for a long time, but we keep funding it during the ban. But we can't find records of how they got the exemption. We know it had to go through Anthony Fauci. He says approved all of this research. We can't find it. They won't give us the deliberations. They also set up a committee in 2017. They secretly reopened the door. No more ban. But there was a new committee, a pandemic safety committee that was supposed to review this. There's no way this research shouldn't have gone before the committee. And it didn't go before the committee. All of a sudden, it just, boom, it was getting done. So for three years, I've been asking, I want to see the deliberations that happened at the NIH. None of this is classified. It's just science research. It's now five years old. I want to see the deliberations on how you made and who made the decision to fund the research in China. But I still can't get it. So there's an elaborate cover-up. So I became intrigued in this. The first year, 2020, you know, I was skeptical of Fauci. I told him he was stupid to close the schools. I opposed him on everything from the beginning. I opposed the lockdowns. I opposed the bailouts. I was the only one on the Senate floor. I went back after I recovered from COVID and said no loudly. It was a voice vote. I was the only no on all that stupid stuff where people stole hundreds of billions of dollars. Dead people got a billion dollars of COVID many. I was the only no on the Senate floor. Now, I could probably do the entire podcast on that one video because there's so many things to talk about in it, but I'm not going to do that to you. Ten minutes into overtime already. First thing I want to say is just it, it goes back to my narrative from earlier in the show. 
How many people are actually real Republicans when Ted Cruz is funding COVID? The whole COVID response. I, I like Ted Cruz, but I'm like, on, the only no to the $6 trillion that went to COVID, the first $6 trillion that went to COVID, $6 trillion went to COVID. I think it ended up actually being more than that, like $8 trillion total. Eight trillion, I think it was $8 trillion went to COVID, something along those lines, but it was initial $6 trillion. And we ended up finding out that out of the six to eight trillion, six to eight uh, trillion dollars that was spent on COVID, only about eight hundred billion was actually spent on COVID. Again, tell me that makes no sense. They say it's a closed border when it's open. They say that it's six trillion dollars to COVID, but only eight hundred billion of it goes to COVID. Where the rest of it go? Uh, solar panels for simplicity of conversation. It's green causes, Democratic Party causes. I'm serious. That's, that's where it went. They've tracked the money. Rand Paul is the only one. You're like, you, Tommy, you Rand I'm not a sick of him for anybody. I'm telling you, Rand, Rand Paul was the only one who voted no to $6 trillion for COVID mitigation, for masks, for respirators, for ventilators, all, all these different things to, to pay people and, and while they're shutting down their businesses, putting on an eviction ban, paying people to stay at home, paying people because... You lock down their business. You close their business. Primarily 60% of all the businesses that were closed during COVID have never reopened, never will. Fact. Absolute fact. So while you're closing down people's businesses and shuttering their businesses and making all these businesses go out of business, you're paying people a salary. $6 trillion initially. It got up to $8 trillion. He's the only one. Only one. How many, how many Republicans were in there? It's basically been a 50-50 split inside of the Senate. So basically... Out of 50 or more Republicans at the time in the Senate, only one voted to not pay for all these COVID mitigations. We need ventilators. We need $660 million spent on Army Corps of Engineer hospitals that saw no patients because all of the emergency rooms are being overrun. We're overrun. They were never overrun. I took pictures of them. I went around town. They were never overrun. I'm living in a community that's average age of 60. And none of our none of our emergency rooms were ever overrun not one time. No, neither were New York's. They were like, oh yeah, but we, but in New York they had the refrigerator. I told you I could spend three hours on this. I'm trying not to. And in New York they said, oh you know what? Here come the refrigerator trucks. You ever notice how they never sent you any pictures of the filled refrigerator trucks? They sent you pictures of mass burials where they never confirmed where it actually was. They said they built two Army Corps of Engineer hospitals in Manhattan, two of them, and retrofitted. The USS Comfort sent it into New York Harbor. Both Army Corps of Engineer hospitals in Manhattan saw zero patients. $660 million spent on Army Corps of Engineer hospitals. And I have the list. And most of them saw zero patients. We're being overrun. You're never, never overrun. Those all lie. The retrofitted USS Comfort saw 127 patients in a city of 9 million people. I thought they were overrun. And all this time, Anthony Fauci knew he funded the research that caused COVID-19. He knew it the whole time. He knew that he, through EcoHealth Alliance, Peter Daszak, Ralph Barrick out of UNC, teaching the bat lady, Dr. Lee, how to make, how to, how to do gain-of-function research and through microbiology, hide it. That's what he did. Ralph Barrick, UNC, pull it up. He, did. He, taught, he taught the Wuhan Institute of Virology how to do gain-of-function research and hide it. Anthony Fauci somehow 
during this ban of gain of function research, continued to do continued to funnel money through Ralph Barrick and Eco Health Alliance to the Wuhan Institute of Virology and the Chinese Academy of Sciences, which runs the Wuhan Institute of Virology, which is a level four CCP PLA bioweapons lab. Why would that be? And again, I could spend three hours on it about the nefarious motives behind all of this because it's really all to get you under control. You got to have a virus to get to the vaccine passport, which lays the infrastructure for social credit systems and CBDC. Don't have time to get into that. I've got a lot on that. I'm not going to get to it tonight. Try to get to it on Thursday. And Rand Paul is simply trying to figure out during this gain of function ban. Remember what gain of function is. I love this, this example. Aerosolizing, aerosolizing viruses. So you have viruses like Ebola that are spread through fluids or viruses that are the, like the avian flu that are strictly for birds. But they aerosolize the virus and make it transmissible to humans, which is what they did through the bat guana found COVID-19. It's found in bat poop. That's why have you ever noticed what they what all of these COVID Nazis, these these uh, COVID irrational. Uh, I'm trying to think of this. I'm trying to think of the perfect word for them, but just these branch COVIDians. What the, what are they always testing? They go to sewer systems and pull poop out of the sewer to test to see if there's any JN1 in the poop, any Omicron in the poop, any Delta in the poop, any Alpha in the poop. That's what they're always doing because COVID-19 was found in bat guana, bat poop. They brought it back to the Wuhan Institute of Virology. You you were never going to get COVID-19 your entire life. You're never going to have a coronavirus. What about SARS-CoV-1? They did the same thing with SARS-CoV-1. They had a SARS-CoV-1 outbreak in China through the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Because they're taking bat guana found COVID-19 coronavirus and making it. They do the farin cleavage site. They attach the S-spike protein. A virus that is simply going to attack bats. That's it. It's never going to, well, we need to create vaccinations in case it leaps. Uh, we'll take our chances, numbnuts. We don't need you to create a virus that now attaches itself to human cells when it was never going to do it to begin with. I mean, come on, think about it. When does it ever happen? When does it ever make that leap? It doesn't. And if it does make the leap, you have no chance of vaccinating against it because if there is an animal host, there's no animal host for measles. There's no animal host for mumps. You can't vaccinate against a viral infection or a viral infection or any disease that has an animal host because it endlessly mutates between the human population and the animal population. In fact, she knew this the whole time and somehow was funneling, and he knew it the whole time. He knew COVID-19. And by the way, we're now, we're still funding the Wuhan Institute of Virology right now. Right now, through the Biden administration. Absolutely happening right now. And Peter, Peter Dosek is some kind of health advisor for the World Economic Forum. Weird, isn't it? Now, they all know each other and all together because all of them want to lower the Earth's population and have their own 500 million person playground on the United States, I mean, in, in, for the, on the globe, just 500 million people, instead of the pesty 8 billion that are here now that God loves. They're juicing up these viruses, viruses that were fluid transferred, fluid transmitted, and aerosolizing them so they go through the air like COVID-19 which is basically being transmitted from one bat to another, and that's it. They aerosolized it because it was airborne, and they lie about it too. They aerosolized the virus. They know they did it. And then they tell you to wipe down your counters with alcohol. It's in the air. 
So what's the point? It's not, it's, it's, it comes to your nasal pharynx. It comes to your mouth, comes to your eyes, comes to your ears, comes to your mouth, whatever it may be. It doesn't go through your hands. You can wipe your hands all over COVID. It doesn't get transmitted on you. But they told you to do all these ridiculous things anyway. Knowing that masks are way too large. Mosquito, trying to stop a mosquito with a chain link fence. So what Rand Paul is saying is all he wants is the records. The records of how this was exempted during this ban. Because gain-of-function research was banned from 2014 to 2016. So explain to us how you exempted money for the Wuhan Institute of Virology. How did you exempt the funds for the Wuhan Institute of Virology? And they won't release the deliberations from this pandemic contagion board that they have that was governing financing laboratories. And they won't release these deliberations. Again, why not? If you have nothing to hide, why won't you release it? If you have nothing, why won't you just simply release? How did you come up with the decisions to fund the Wuhan Institute of Virology and aerosolizing viruses and through gain-of-function research? Explain to us what, were, what was your train of thought? What were your rationalizations? What were your conclusions that made you come to the conclusion that it was okay to fund the Wuhan Institute of Virology? That was a bio for PLA weapons lab. We just want to know, but they won't be released and none of it's classified. So when we are in power, this all has to come out and Anthony Fauci needs to spend the rest of his life in federal prison. Simple as that. All right, that's good. 20 minutes worth of overtime. Love you all. Back here Thursday night. Stick around for the post game. Post game is awesome. I'm telling you, post game is awesome. All videos, none, no, I'm done talking. But you got to stick around for the post game. It's awesome. 720 people on. Love each and every one of you. Trying to build to 1,000 viewers on Rumble. Help us do it. Let's get to 1,000. I didn't even say it tonight. Joyce hurts us too when I don't say it. <laughs> I'm supposed to be saying, like and share, like and share. I forget to do it. Whenever I don't do it, nobody likes and shares. But anyway, like and share. Get this out to as many people as you can. Love you all. See you Thursday night. You need to like, you know, understand that you're not going to spend all of eternity standing there like a bump on a log. Who's the, who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven, according to Matthew chapter 18, verse 4? Those who approach him like a child. And some of you, you're just, you're very stoic, and you're actually, it's not that you're stoic, it's that you're prideful. Get those hands in the air and worship God. It's Yahweh. You're not, you're not worshiping me or the church. You're worshiping Yahweh, the almighty God of Israel, who is worthy of an uplifted hand, who is worthy of a shout of joy. He's worthy. If you enjoyed watching the Tom Lipley podcast, please consider investing in our program. Go to TomLipley.com and donate $25 or more and we will send you this TLP mug warmer. We look forward to you tuning in next week and thank you for giving.